You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. You can come out to the site. There's some interesting stuff I have up about the Packers and Cowboys wide receiver battles to see where you can get the best fantasy value there. Also, some breaking down New York teams that focus on all the teams in the West's in the AFC and the NFC, so check those out. And you can go to podcast to look at uh, all things we did about the QB running back, wide receiver, tight end, special teams updates coming out of mini camps and OTAs going into training camp. We circled back to quarterbacks on our most recent show as an ADP report. They're looking at uh, current rankings of the quarterbacks, how they lie with their ADP at this point in time, about a month a little bit more than a month away from your fantasy football draft. So follow me at Twitter at Vinny Iyer, Facebook at Vinny Iyer for any past episodes and articles there at SN. Now, this show will focus on the running backs, ADP versus the rankings, and see some of the trends and things that are developing that you need to be aware of as you start to build your draft board for this position, the most all-important position here. You want to have two guys close to RB1s as possible to produce. And uh, if you have a stud backfield, usually good things follow in fantasy football. So this is how you're going to help identify the sleepers versus the rankings in ADP. So you start with the stud kind of column that's developed here. And these guys are actually 1, 2, 3, 4 in ranking and 1, 2, 3, 4 in ADP right now. So that pretty much confirms this is the mega consensus going on why these are the tier one backs very familiar looking list to last year with one exception so you still have Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson that pretty much was your top three last year David Johnson even after the wrist injury that he had to wipe out his season there really disappoint all fantasy owners who took him as the number one overall pick in Arizona that He's still good enough where we know he's going to be dominating the touches there. Young quarterback situation. He's also their number two receiver pretty much behind Larry Fitzgerald. So he's going to dominate there. So he stays in that Mount Rushmore, so to speak, of this. And Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott doesn't have that suspension. He shoots up here. We know Elliott was uh, teetering around here until we heard that suspension come down for him and then we obviously had to change that, missing almost a half of the season with the suspension. That's not the case anymore. Johnson healthy, Elliott not suspended, and Bell good to go in his familiar spot. But there is a new number one, and he's worthy. It's Todd Gurley at number one. And it's really hard to make a case for Bell, Elliott, or Johnson over Gurley. Gurley's just a monster. He dominates the touches. There's no one there. And... You look at this group, by far, these are stud centerpieces of your team here. And and they could easily be the top four players taken in fantasy. In fact, they probably will be. So when you look at that, all things separated, I think this is the exact order they're going to go to. And I don't think the crowd uh, sourcing 
I don't think they have off. I think this is exactly the way you have to look at these backs. I think in PPR, you might uh, drop Elliott a little bit, but we know he can catch pass as well. These other guys are definitely heavily involved in the passing game, so they kind of separate themselves. Now we go to five through nine, and this is the second tier. This We're using fancypros.com. Their consensus cheat sheet rankings here give you the kind of lay of land with the experts across the board here. And you have Alvin Kamara is someone that we uh, can look at as the next guy. And I think he has a strong case to be in the top four we just mentioned. But he kind of separates there from a bit of the rest of the pack, especially with Mark Ingram serving that suspension. Kamara is going to see the ball more. We know he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. He's the rookie of the year here. So everything is going to fall in line with him. Saquon Barkley is the interesting one. He's right now going sixth and he's ranked sixth so he's going ahead of kareem hunt leonard fournette and melvin gordon which actually round out this first tier their available fantasy pros consensus rankings here barkley is the interesting case here i think we saw what fournette did he's going to be strongly in there as a workhorse kareem hunt going to get most of the touches there melvin gordon going to see even more work in the past game without hunter henry saquon barkley you put him right in the middle of that sandwich him and uh you really look at the value of Barkley there in the Giants' offense. Remember, this was a piecemeal running game and not a very talented running game. They were trotting out Orleans Darkwood and Shane Vereen, Paul Perkins, and trying to split all that work. Now, Barkley's going to be the three-down guy there. It'd be very busy in this offense. So, Barkley could end up going even higher than this. I think this is pretty high ceiling here at number six. It was really hard to displace the four guys I've talked about in Kamara, but... I don't think it's ridiculous to look at him over Hunt, Fournette, and Gordon there. Now that's where it's kind of ranked. At number 10 on our list, as we stay in this RB1 category, RB1 is basically, if you look at 12-team leagues, the top 12 running backs on the board in fantasy football. Dalvin Cook, again, the knee injury not scaring people at all coming off that ACL that wiped out his rookie year. He was headed to some big things there. So Dalvin Cook, they're locked in at number 10. And going that way, so borderline, they're RB1. And so injury, it's more about the volume, opportunity, and talent. And Cook certainly has all that in spades. Devonta Freeman is 11. So we saw last year that there was a big separation between him and Tevin Coleman in terms of usage. And part of it was Steve Sarkeesian taking over their offense, not using Coleman as well. Now Coleman will become a free agent. So Freeman is locked up. The contract is there. He's still the scoring guy there for the Falcons. So... And I, I still think he's going to be involved in the passing game. But Freeman is the man there as the feature. And it doesn't matter that uh, you have another running back presence there in Tevin Coleman who can be effective in his own right. You have a bonafide RB1 there in Devonta Freeman. And number 12, and we look at number 12 in rankings is LaShawn McCoy. But number 12 in ADP is Christian McCaffrey. McCoy is actually going 13 in ADP. So it's pretty close there now how we look at it so I think LaShawn McCoy is someone I'm going to fade a little bit here I can see that dropping him uh, that standard deviation a little bit because he's getting older there's more on him this Bills team is not going to be very good the focus is going to be a lot on uh, what he is going to do in the backfield so I, I think this makes perfect sense to start dropping LaShawn McCoy at some point it's going to come off he's had a lot of mileage on this and uh it's just not a point where you're going to trust him too much here there. So he's the last 
RB1 that we look at, McCoy, in terms of the rankings, and he's not far off at number 13 ADP. But I think there's a lot of question mark who fills that last spot. And that also says there's a lot of promise that someone is going to merge and you could have more RB1s than you think that goes a little deeper than the first 12 picks here. So you're going to have some good depth here where you're not going to feel as bad if you wait a little bit to that uh, 16th or 17th running back off the board. You're still going to be feel very confident. So McCoy running it out. The workhorse is there. The volume is there. Clear cut, but that's about it. There are major concerns with him otherwise. Offense-related and age-related. Now, speaking of age-related, sometimes we know, guys, it can get tough for getting right when you're in the mood and getting it up. So now there's good news for you. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue and chew, C-H-E-W. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take Blue Chews anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and strips straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners to Locked On Fantasy Football. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping shipping on that. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked On Fantasy Football. Now let's continue our look at the uh, running backs consensus rankings here for 2018, pre-draft rankings versus ADP. And we look at the, now we get into the RB2, RB1 borderline, and we mentioned Christian McCaffrey, and McCaffrey, I think that's a bit high for him. I, I think you have to look at the volume there. C.J. Anderson, there's going to be a role for him definitely in Carolina. So he's 15th in the rankings. I can see that. He's still going to be a big part of this offense. I think it's a little high. So the ADP is extremely high at 12, given you do have Anderson there. Jerick McKinnon, you look at the guy 13th in rankings, 15th in ADP. Then you have Jordan Howard, 14th in rankings, 14th in ADP. Jerick McKinnon, they're going to treat like Devonta Freeman. So if you're going to look for upside and you want to go for McKinnon over Freeman or McCoy or even McKinnon over J- Dalvin Cook, who you looked at uh, was the understudy, McKinnon is going to get a big role in San Francisco. So I would expect McKinnon's ro- role and uh, draft status to slide a little bit up in fantasy football. Jordan Howard is solid. There's been some trade rumors and things around him and the way they're going to use him and versus Terry Cohen, but... We know this is Matt Nagy who worked with Kareem Hunt last year. We know what Kareem Hunt did in that offense in Kansas City. So Jordan Howard, I think, is right in that wheelhouse and a borderline who could easily be a solid RB1 for you. Now, in the same range, you have Joe Mixon of the Bengals. And you do have Gio Bernard. This should be a rebound season for Joe Mixon. They did upgrade their offensive line there, get Cordy Glenn, get Billy Price. So things could be trending upwards here. 
Joe Mixon is right there at 16, 16 on both ADP and uh, consensus ranking, and he kind of rounds out what they have as tier three here. And I, I think Mixon, you start to have the questions here. So as good as it's stacked early in those uh, top 15 or so running backs, I'd say even through McCaffrey, you start to worry after you get here because there are some question marks. Mixon didn't have a great rookie year. Bernard is still there. So then you go from there. And I think the next guy that we have, 17th, is Kenyon Drake on the rankings, 19th in ADP. If you go for 17th in ADP, that's Derrick Henry. So who do you take? I think you have to go Derrick Henry. He has a defined role with Deion Lewis in front of Deion Lewis and the new Tennessee Titans backfield by committee. So Henry's got a lot more because Kenyon Drake has got to deal with Frank Gore and Kalen Balaj to get touches, and there's no guarantee he's going to be the workhorse again, even though J.J. was traded. He was getting that role for most of last year. Kenyon Drake, you got to look a little bit disappointed there and looking that way. Alex Collins is going a bit low, too. He's 18th there in rankings, 22 in ADP. I know people are not too excited about Alex Collins, but... Keep in mind, there's no more Danny Woodhead. It's just a lot of Buck Allen. So Collins is very early down and scoring dependent, and it's a Ravens team where we look at the questions there. But I can see why there's some skepticism there. We'll have to see what his role is exactly with the other options, Buck Allen mainly there. So I think the next guy, 19, going 18. So there's definitely some hype train with him is Darius Geis. So Barkley, we know the rookies are always built in. So I think we a good maybe a good test here is Rashad Penny, who's 22 in the rankings, 21. He's going three spots after Geis. I think Penny has a more direct path to key touches here because they're going to use him more in the passing game. Chris Thompson is there in Washington to cut into Geis' touches naturally, even though Rob Kelly or Samaj Pirine might do anything. You know Chris Thompson is not going anywhere while Rashad Penny, CJ Prosize can't stay healthy, J.D. McKissick is not necessarily the game changer you want all the time. It's a straight-up third-down back change of pace that you're going to get out there splitting carries. I think Penny is going to be out there a little bit more, and he has less competition. He only has Mike Davis to battle out, really, for a key role in this backfield. They have Chris Carson as well, but I think right now these are situations you definitely want to watch, these committee-like things, and that's where we've gotten to when you get into this tier, and that's why it's so important to load up with a backfield stud early in your draft. In between all these guys we're talking about, you have Drake Collins and Geis, 17, 18, 19, 19, 22, and 18, 80 P. Derrick Henry, Rashad Penny. In between, you have Jay Ajayi at 20, also going at 20. So this one's hard because Jay Ajayi, they want to get involved a lot. They don't have LeGarrette Blount to finish drives, so they're going to use J.J. a little bit more in that role, but they have Corey Clement to do that. They want Darren Sproles, so Eagles running back situation is very difficult, but I think Ajayi still has the most upside, and that's why he's going at the kind of the bottom tier of the RB2s. Lamar Miller, I would maybe stay away from a little bit, and I think you're seeing the trend of that where he's going at 25 and 23. You got uh, still Dante Foreman in there. And uh, Lamar Miller is still a question mark in terms of uh, how much he's going to touch the ball. Right now, by default, he's a starter. We're going to have to see that develop there to hold on to the job. And you have Mark Ingram next in that committee. I think this ranking is more reflecting that he's going to be missing some time here built into the schedule. So it's like a built-in injury when you have a suspension. 
that you start the season. But the good news is, unlike an injury, you're going to come back refreshed and at full strength from it immediately. So that's the good news for Ingram down the stretch. But I, I think that's going to be a trick. When to draft Ingram, people are saying right now, 24 ranking, 23 ADP at the end of the first round is still very good because, again, you get very iffy with even these guys at the role. You know what Ingram's role is going to be when he gets back, and you know he's going to produce there in New Orleans. Now, Deion Lewis, he was trending as an RB1 at the end of last year with the Patriots. He's the guy that rounds out Tier 4 at 25, the 27 ADP. This is a guy that I will watch a little bit more, especially in a PPR league, I think. He's a guy that you would look at maybe a little bit more than Henry because the catches, making up for the touchdowns. Remember, you only need six catches to equal a touchdown, and Henry's not going to have pretty much any role in the passing game. So Lewis is going to do that. We know he can do that from the Patriots. So I think it's pretty much a straight up. You value Henry more in this range, and you can see there's a 10-spot differential. People are going for Henry more in standard leagues, but I think it's going to be closer to the middle with maybe Lewis even being more appealing in PPR leagues. Now we go into our next tier. This is where you get into what I like to call the other rookies and other veterans. Not a very creative name there, but these are more wait and see approaches. You have 26 in the rankings, Royce Freeman 30. So he's going four spots behind that, but that's more a reflection of we're not sure if he's going to win the battle there with Denver. Is it going to be Devontae Booker? But I would say Royce Freeman has the inside track to do that. And uh, Sonny Michelle, you have to see it's a crowded Patriots backfield. I think the case in point is that you have Sonny Michelle, 27th in the rankings, 24 in ADP. Rex Burkhead, 32 in rankings, 38 in ADP. So I think part of the Burkhead factor is there, even without uh, Deion Lewis. And you got still James White in there. That Sonny Michelle, people are a little reluctant to see what happens. And I think that's the same case with Ronald Jones. So three straight rookies here at 20. 826 ADP. When you look at it, Michelle Jones and Freeman are going more in that order in the draft. And that makes sense because Michelle's at the Patriots. They want him give him a big role. He could be what Lewis was for sure, even with the other guys still around there. They're more defined, limited type backs, also have some injury issues. Ronald Jones is not having much competition there. He's trying to stay on the field over Peyton Barber and Charles Sims, but Charles Sims is more defined receiver. Peyton Barber's right now the early back there but I, I can see why Jones is getting some momentum because he can catch passes if needed still learning all the aspects of the game but uh, definitely a guy that is going to be a rise we'll see how these rookies these other rookies kind of shake out Geis included Geis Freeman Michelle and Jones how they shake up behind Barkley Saquon Barkley who's an elite RB1 already before he plays it down in the NFL now how do you treat Marshawn Lynch, well, right now he's holding off Doug Martin. I think people have to realize he's old. The ADP is 32 versus ranking 29. I think that's about right. You have to fade Lynch a little bit. Because of that, Tevin Coleman, some people are still high on him, but he's still right there, 30, ranking 29 ADP. I think that's about right because he gets so cloudy here. Marlon Mack, a bit high to me on both, 31 and 31. We don't know if he's going to carve out a big role at all with the crowd there with Naheem Hines and others in Indianapolis. So that that one seems a little bit high just by knowing the role. C.J. Anderson, if you're going to draft a McCaffrey that high, I think you draft him a little bit lower. He's at 42 versus ranking up 34. I think his ADP makes a lot more sense. Isaiah Crowell, I think just by being default to Jets 
back is going, but I, I think people are already skeptical because he's going 33 in the rankings, 35, so a little bit down, but not as much as Anderson. I think Anderson makes sense. You have to create separation if you're going to go McCaffrey there, but I think they're a lot closer than people think right now. I would actually slide down McCaffrey and keep Anderson more in the late 30s there to be more reflective of what this backfield value is. Carlos Hyde, right now he's got the inside truck over Nick Chubb there in Cleveland to be the early down back. 35 versus 41 in the rankings of Hyde and Chubb. And then you have Hyde going at 28. So people are way high on him, I think. Taking him early, especially with Chubb in the presence there. So, I mean, Chubb is going right at his ADP at and ranking at 41, while Hyde is going several spots earlier. I would cool the Jets there, because you have Duke Johnson Jr. as well, who, by the way, is 39 and going 39 ADP. I think I would be a lot more attracted to Duke Johnson, even in a standard league, because I know what his role is. Even with his catches not counting, he's going to have a lot of production as maybe the default third receiver on this team behind uh, Josh Gordon and Jarvis Landry in terms of production, for sure. Carry on Johnson. 36, another rookie. That's another rookie we're going to have to sort out with the rest here. But he's going pretty high at 34 if you look at it when you have kind of a Michelle at 24, Jones at 26, Freeman at 30, and Kerryon Johnson at 34. And Kerryon Johnson has a few more hurdles. He's got LeGarrette Blunt to worry about in early downs. He's got Theo Riddick on late downs. A little bit more work to do to get up there. Jamal Williams, I think it's right to fade him from uh, 37 down to a uh, 40 in the draft just because there's a bit of a crowd there in Green Bay and Chris Thompson and I mentioned if you're going for Chris Thompson in a standard league with 38th ranking 36 PPR that's why guys shouldn't be ranked that high because it's not like a greatest Redskins running game in the world and you have to be careful with the shares of it in this draft and people are a little bit high on guys because of a little bit of hype that's going on with him but we know how that's fizzled so far in Washington with other guys there that we've heard in the preseason. We're talking a lot about teams and players and the best way to keep up on all the teams and players, even in the dark time of the NFL offseason before training camp, is by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football's sister shows on the Locked On NFL Network. Just a lot of great information. It's like getting your beat report on a weekly and daily basis, even when things are quiet. We're going to be all over covering training camp, blanketing training camp on the Locked On NFL Network. So, Looking forward to that, hearing the reports and incorporating those into our show on fantasy football. And I'm sure we'll cross over with a lot of uh, guests to come. Can't wait to work with those guys uh, as we get in the season and look at different teams and uh, really examine fantasy issues as they come and get the insider take on them. Now let's close our look at the running back ADP rankings. We'll go here a little deeper to uh, kind of stretch for we'll go up to the RB fives here to kind of give you an idea of way th- things are going. Duke Johnson, I mentioned he's actually in the tier six. The cutoff was Chris Thompson. I'd rather have Duke Johnson. I think undervalued for sure. I think we're just looking at his receiving back, but he can build up a lot of big numbers. And I think Hugh Jackson knows that he can be a little bit more and cross over into more what Hyde and Chubb there. So he's undervalued. I think Tarek Cohen a little bit overvalued. He's going at 33 while his ADP is 40. There's not much that suggests they're going to just give him a role that's somewhat close to Howard's here. They're going to work him definitely a little bit more because Matt Nagy's a lot more creative than the previous coaching staff. But this still seems pretty high for Terry Cohen where 
I think his ranking is a little bit better. It's still a little bit high for me as well at 40. But 33 off the board is pretty high. Now, Jamal Williams, you have him ranked 37, but being drafted 40. You have Aaron Jones being ranked 42nd, but going 37th. So there's a little bit of confusion there. When you look at Ty Montgomery, ranked 46, going 44, people are not quite sure not quite sure what to do with the Packers' backfield. That's okay. We have to see a little bit more clarity. But right now, you have to look, if you're going to standard league, I think Jamal Williams has the bigger upside, and that's why he's there. In a PPR, you might look more to Aaron Jones in this mix, but Ty Montgomery is probably going to eat up those touches as well. So it's a little complicated in Green Bay. Hard to decipher where you want to go with that pick. But right now, I think most people have it right with here, but I would still take Williams over Jones. Because of the TD potential and the fact that Montgomery is going to cut into both receiving. Anyway, Bilal Powell, this is a little bit expected. He's going 56. He's ranked 43rd. I think 43rd is really extremely high rank. I don't know rank if 56 is even good enough to drop him down to. You look at uh, Devontae Booker. Again, Royce Freeman. We'll have to see how that shakes out. That's going to be a battle we watch. Now, right after him is Dante Foreman at 45 at the 43 ADP. They're right in the range there so you have to see how those things shake out so you could have big differences there so if booker comes on strong foreman comes on strong we could have a shake up there with where we look at miller and freeman earlier in the draft now 47 is where geo bernard is people have him 54 so really high hype on joe mixon really hard fade on geo bernard i think you got to kind of push those a little bit more to the middle to meet to be realistic with that situation Corey clement is at 48 47 Really hard, especially with the Darren Sproles in there. And now healthy, see what the Eagles are going to do with him to really go that high. I think I fade him a little bit more. Theo Reddick, you got to fade him as well. 53 versus the 49 ranking. But you know the presence of uh, on Johnson is going to cut into his time there. And then you look at uh, the other New England back, James White, 50 going 55. I think you have to keep pushing him down. LeGarrette Blunt. Makes sense. He's 51 in the ranking, 46. Yeah, for now, he's going to be Detroit's early down guy in the scoring potential. You look at Chris Carson. I think he's a good investment if you get Rashad Penny early, but I think this is going to be more of a Penny backfield here. Carson, they have some use for him, but I think he's going to be a guy who fades once Penny kind of takes control of that early down role, and we have an idea if it's ProSize or McKissick there. Latavius Murray, right now, he's in handcuff probably more. I don't know if he has much standalone value now with Cook in the mix. They want to give Cook a lot of volume here. 53 and 41. People, for some reason, are jumping on Doug Martin. He's 54 in the rankings, 49. I, I, I think I fade Martin more than that. Peyton Barber, people are not excited about him. I wouldn't be either. 55 and 59. So it's you just want to go for a guy that's just the guy and you think he's going to start. A lot of things have to play out there. Now, Matt Breed at 56. I think this is noteworthy. He's going at 57. I just uh, think at this point, you don't have everything proven with McKinnon that he can hold on to a big role. So Breed is the guy that I definitely want to grab here if I'm going to grab McKinnon later. You just have to be careful. I think this is a bit high, but I, I can see the appeal there. Naheem Hines, there's a lot of hype, and you can tell. 57 in rankings, 48 in ADP. That's a huge difference that Marlon Mack is in trouble. That makes Marlon Mack... If, Again, you have to mesh. If you're going to go up on one rookie that you're excited about, you have to fade the younger veteran, and the Marlon Mack is definitely that. So, Naeem Hines, I'm starting to buy this. So, 
Rookies, basically the theme here is you're going to have to pay a bit of a premium and draft them even earlier than you would like or expected on this board. Yeah, Frank Gore, people know he's old and that's dropping him to the 63 and ADP, but 58 ranking, he can end up being the top touch guy there. So some guy to watch as for sure with the that situation with Drake and Balaj. Austin Eckler, yeah, I'm not too excited about him because I think Melvin Gordon is a very capable pass catcher. I think Eckler is a bit of a change of pace. And Javoris Allen, Buck Allen at 60. You have Kenneth Dixon, notably, right after him at 61. That's just trying to figure out if there's any other piece of this uh, Ravens backfield you want. I would say right now it's Allen because he has a clear defined role and can help you in a PPR league and flex spot. So there you have it. There's a look at the RB1s through RB5s through the rankings and average draft positions there in the consensus look by the experts on Fantasy Pros. Their RB cheat sheet, you have to always start to look at it. So go check that out, look at it, start looking at the rankings at different sites, do a few mock drafts, figure out where these backs are going and who you should be uh, geared up to get, who you think you can wait and get later. These are all how you manipulate the draft board in your favor and always get the best value throughout position. So thanks again for listening. This has been Locked on Fantasy Football with Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time with a look at the wide receivers.